Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GZ Chop Shop. We have a jam-packed, awesome episode for you guys this week. So without further ado, let's just Suck get my balls. to it. dang it, King Rufus. What? You knew it was coming. I, I don't even know why you you're surprised. without further ado, so I, I you just... You did say without further ado. Oh my god. So let's kick this topic off, all right? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> professional for those of you that don't know, for those of you that don't know, back on September 27th, which was Thursday, I want to say. Yep. Spider-Man came back to the MCU. Kevin Feige has announced that he will be producing a third movie that will come out in July 16, 2021. Right? The deal itself hasn't been stated completely like, hey, this is what we got going on. If it's going to be like a 5%, well, if it's another 5%, if it's a 30%, if it's a 50%, it's not really known yet. But the fact of the matter is that Peter Parker and his storyline will continue in 2021 after Far From Home. Yeah, you know, with this this whole back and forth thing with uh with Sony and pretty much Disney, I have to wonder: Do you think this was like a whole big stunt ploy just to build up like some kind of traction, some kind of hype? Because publicity is the best way. Well, notoriety is the best way to get publicity, right? Yeah. So piss off fifty thousand people. Right. Well, probably way more than that. I'm just giving a bullshit ass number. You piss off enough people to talk about what you did, right or wrong, your name gets out there, right? So them just sitting here saying, "Hey, we're not gonna proctor a deal. We're not gonna make a deal. None of that." Right? How do you get your name out there? How do you get revenue? And on top of that, Sony even sweetened the pot, saying how, "Oh." We're probably gonna throw Tom Holland in Venom too. Mm, yep. Yeah. So think about it like this: Spider-Man, Venom, and Carnage, because Carnage is the villain for Venom too. Yep. Yep. 
because yeah so to me i feel like it was just a big publicity thing because first they were like these two titans butting heads and of course you know oh gosh controversy tug of war over spider-man uh you know who's the bad guy is disney the bad guy is sony the bad guy Grr, it man. was basically my dick is bigger than yours it, exactly that was the yeah. competition they it, were at. it was like yeah it was, it was a dick, well, dick swing contest just to get publicity you know, now that because I think this was just a little bit of a holdout on Sony's part, knowing that Disney pretty much owns everything in Marvel except for Spider-Man. Am I like wrong about that with the Fox deal going through? They pretty much own so, everything, every every major IP they own. Right. The yeah. only IP they don't have access to completely is Hulk. Because of Universal, right? Mm-hmm. Hulk and Hulk characters are a Universal aspect, and they cannot physically make like a Hulk solo movie without Universal agreeing to it. And that's why the Hulk hasn't appeared in his own solo film since Edward Norton and back in like what was it, two thousand nine? Yeah, so that wasn't a very good go. movie, anyways. <laughs> yeah, like in in comparison to all the other Marvel, Marvel. Films, at least it's. It's at the bottom of my list, like like way down there. So so pretty much, you know, and it's funny because all I'm picturing is like all these guys at their corporate desk just snickering. I mean, like both Sony and Disney is like, all right, let's just see how this works. Well, let's act like we got a feud going. And, and then, you know, once the fires have died down and nobody cares anymore, we'll be like, oh, bam, new deal. And then everybody will care again because I'm like in my head, I see it like the Dave Chappelle skit where he was talking about something and uh oh it was his ex he was talking to his ex in the dave chappelle show and he was like we're gonna get married i left my wife all this other shit mm-hmm. he moves the limo and his wife and kids right there <laughs> and they all look at the girl and it was like gotcha bitch and that's how i see sony and fucking yeah. marvel did this yep that's that's exactly that's exactly what it is and everybody all of us have pretty much fallen for it Cause we're like, oh man, dang, we got Spider-Man. Now we lost Spider-Man. And cause you got to think about it. It's like, what better way to already pre-build hype, subconsciously pre-build hype for the third movie than to just have this whole thing not long after the second movie. Because, you know, they know they haven't started filming for it. People are going to forget about it. It's just going to kind of fall to the wayside. They want to keep that traction. They want to keep that momentum. They want to be able to push merchandise. They want to be able to do, they want to try to make sure they guarantee themselves revenue because what, uh, with the Disney service launching next month, but a lot of their shows not launching until the beginning of next year. Yeah. yeah. They need, they need that traction. They need something to keep you know because people lose interest really fast i mean a lot of people let's be honest a lot of people have the attention of a chipmunk it's like if it's what? not exactly <laughs> if it, good old squirrel good old, good squirrel. old squirrel. if it's not happening within like 10 seconds and the perfect perfect example of this is is youtube they always say when you make a youtube video you got to get to your point within like the first 10 seconds and i have to say it, it's like i used to love intros and now because everybody has to have their own fancy intro i skip intros and then it's yeah. like it's like all right if i can't find like in walkthroughs 
I'm looking for one specific thing. I'm skipping through the video. I'm finding that specific thing. And I might watch the rest because as a content creator, I know just how much better and more valuable it is to finish the video. So your time is better. Uh, but most people, the average time that they will watch a video of even five minute lengths is like a minute and a half. And if you oh, haven't right. gotten to it's... the point in a minute and a half, they, you lost them. They're gone. <laughs> and you're lucky if they were there for a minute. So Well, that's just with, like, how much content, like, people ingest on a daily basis now. You know, like, it's it's extreme. So if I'm looking at a YouTube video, I'm, I'm almost exactly like you. But also think about it, like, when you're watching Netflix. When was the last time you watched the intro to a show on Netflix? Yeah. Ever since they introduced that, whenever, when they the, introduced the skip that button? skip intro, I was like, click. But a lot of Netflix shows got smart. Uh, Certain uh, intros I'll play because, like, I like the music or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Right? But it all depends on what it is. Now, the thing I will always skip is this damn recap they have. Like, hey, yeah. I probably just watched this. 10 20 minutes ago yeah i don't need to see all this now a lot of them got smart and their intros are like 10 seconds it's a quick here's the title characters here's the name of the show and go because a lot of the korean shows on netflix they they already know nobody's gonna watch the intro so but we got to have an intro but it's gonna be super short here's the name here's the people all right to the show and then it's yeah. like sweet you get me I like yeah, it. unless the intro is is like spot on like the office like that's like my favorite comedy show ever it's like the greatest television show ever made oh yeah in my but, personal opinion doesn't netflix lose right. them this year though they do they lose them yep so they're so netflix this year is now netflix doesn't put out their numbers like even for like uh comedians who uh like tape specials for them Mm -hmm. uh, Netflix actually doesn't give even the uh, artists themselves the actual numbers like of what their watch rate is. So like if Joe Rogan tapes a Netflix special, he doesn't get any of those numbers back of how many people have watched the special, you know, what what the amount of time of, you know, the hour and 15 minute special that they're watching. He doesn't mm -hmm. get any of that. You know that that's good. He right? just gets paid a flat fee. Yeah. That's, so he that's doesn't good. know if a million people watched it or 600 million people watched it. And Netflix, but you know, and they, they did that to us as viewers as well, because remember before they started doing the percentage in relation to what you watch, how it was like, how many people liked it and didn't like it. Oh yeah. I'm so glad they did away with that originally because even when I didn't want it to phase or have anything to do with my you know personal view on it if i saw like you know 50 percent were like eh, it's not that great it still kind of swayed like well i don't want to waste my time if a majority of people didn't like it but at the same time i've watched stuff on netflix where i'm like oh i thought this was pretty good where like a majority of people are like oh my gosh that was so terrible and i'm like so terrible i'm like it really it wasn't that bad <laughs> like okay maybe i'm the weirdo so when they did the whole percentage thing i like that because for the most part, I've ignored the percentages because there's been stuff where it's like, oh, this is a 98%. And I'm watching and I'm like, how? It, what? How? How is this a 98%? So, oh, there's a great example of that, right? And don't kill me for this. I don't know if both of you 
how you both feel about this show, but I hated the original and I hate the remake. Fuller House. I've not watched the remake. Bro. I can't stand Fuller House. Those kids on Fuller House are the fucking worst. Exactly my point. Glad the I only watched only it. thing about and, but the only I, part but about I know Fuller House I enjoy from. is Jody Sweetie. That's because that woman. Never mind. You know what? I, can't I know where he was going with that one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. Right. Those if you can sit here and do all the heroin in the world and still got a body like that and still look that good without losing any teeth, good for you. Bravo. If we, as long as we, well, here's the thing. She might look like she hasn't lost any teeth because you know the miracle of of dentistry has come a long listen. way. <laughs> hey, I get that too. But look, there's only yeah, two junkies in this whole wide world. Like, yeah, she has. Like, Her I'm, book tells I'm you happy to see that. Like, she's getting like real work again, and I'm sure she got a hefty paycheck from Fuller yeah. House. But and I wouldn't have hated Fuller House if the kids weren't in it. I that, to me, maybe it's that's just Full like, House. It's just Full House with the women. That, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the same story, it but, different. like, if you go back and you watch the original Full House, like, that show is cheesy as fuck. Like It was. And, and that's Bob exactly Saget's what a one terrible is. person. And, what? And Bob Saget's a real life oh, Bob terrible Saget person. Bob Saget is a fucking god-awful human being, and that's why I love him. <laughs> like, you disgusting bastard. Like, percent <laughs> Like, Itachi, have you ever heard any of Bob St- uh, Saget's stand-up? Nope. That's Here's some a fucking joke home from Bob Saget. And it was talking about Full House. He was like, you know, the greatest moment about being on Full House was the babes. And everybody in the audience just kind of stopped, looked at him crazy, because he really wasn't with a woman in Full House. The babes he was referring to were his children in the Oh, show. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Wow. But while we're on the topic of shows that people liked or didn't like that I fucking loved, uh, I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but it was a 2012 movie starring Steven Seagal and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh. And it's called Maximum Conviction. If you haven't seen it, it's fucking amazing. It's it is quite possibly like one of the top movies ever made. It's it's the it's the golf like man. it's like Shawshank <laughs> maximum conviction. You is, know? is he is he spending fifty percent of the movie squinting at the person he's about to beat up? So <laughs> a little bit of that, but uh, <laughs> let me talking like this. That's like Steven Seagal's thing. He like squints at you, whispers to you, and then beats the shit out of you. Yeah, so uh, here's here's the premise for this movie. You ready? Oh, boy. Tom, Steven Seagal, a former black ops operative. Of course. And his partner, Manning, Stone Cold Steve Austin, are forced to defend a prison when a force of mercenaries assaults the facility to find two women. Of course. And this whole time, the mercenaries are looking for the info, but they never tell you what the info is. <laughs> so it's pretty much focused on the, the action carries the movie. 
Oh, one hundred percent. Okay, it is all about like just. So it's like it's like the other movie. I think it just came out a uh, triple threat. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like it's like triple threat. Same, same idea as triple threat, or I guess a lot of really cheesy '90s action films, mm-hmm. like right in that same like wheelhouse where literally, literally the story doesn't every act. Stone Cold Steve Austin movie action movie. Oh. And that's that. Yeah, yeah. No, Steve Austin. Did someone like, turn on an AC? It sounded like it, but no, not not on not on, not on here. I I swelter in my sweat box for it you guys. It sounded it sounded like a jet engine just turned on. <laughs> that's the reason why. I asked. So, guys, guys, didn't you know we record next to a airport? We have jet engines. Seven fifty seven. I'm just sitting right here in the little cubby as the as the seven fifty seven is taking off. No, um, but you hear it, right? I'm not tripping. No, no, no. I, I, I heard it. I heard it. Jet engine for you guys. Jet engine for you guys. But nice. yeah, the uh, the triple, they, they they know who their target audience is. They know who's gonna love it and who's gonna hate it. And come on, yeah, because they they know that people like me are gonna spark one up and they're gonna love that shit. Exactly. Like <laughs> I, as a story, all the people that were in like triple threat. I was like, oh, I know this is going to have action just because of who's in the movie. So I was like, which means the story isn't going to be deep and important or or anything. I was like, everybody here is going to be some elite killer from an elite squadron. And as soon as you see the premises revenge, I'm like, all right, cool. Action from start to finish. Lots of blood. People getting blown up. Got it. Story. Well, that's how, like, I don't the first expect John the Wick story movie was. for Michael Jai White. Oh, man. You know when you see... I don't, <laughs> I don't expect the story from him. I expect yeah. someone to get kicked so hard in the chest and or face it's that just, their spleen falls out of their anus. Exactly. It, you know, exactly. Or, like, John Wick. The When I went in to see the first John Wick movie, mm-hmm. I went in with no like expectations at all just went with a buddy got a couple of drinks and we're like all right well i guess this is an action movie and the whole premise is russian mob kills man's dog mm-hmm. everyone must really die. think about the, john the, wick the story it's like of that the movie is like storylines forever here yeah if yeah. you really think about John Wick, it's like one of the stupidest storylines that you'll ever hear but the movie works the movie works the movie works like it's like mind-numbingly stupid and the thing and you know the thing is i mean if somebody killed my dog somebody would have to pay so (laughs) i don't think it's that stupid no 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 no. hear me out hear me out hear me out right most people though let's be real here if somebody killed their dog eh, onesies might happen right Someone gets sued. Someone might get their head kicked in. Something along that sort. But one person. This man has a body count of 300 plus. Throughout yes, all that would be John the Wick body movies. count of people. If it was that many people responsible for killing my dog, that's how many people but would the have one to person that was I would be building pipe bombs in my garage. Died and midway like loading up with grenades. <laughs> so, so basically the movie is... So basically what King Rufus is saying is the movie is with a 
the weirdest and dumbest story storyline is valid because absolutely <laughs> you mess with a man i like dog. my dog more than 99.9 percent .9 of humans in this world but you know that's 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 I not a weird it. thing that's not a weird thing in this day and age there's a lot of people you especially men and women that prefer their dogs to interacting with actual people yeah you want to know why because my dog actually likes me <laughs> I mean, okay, fair enough. Okay, yeah, okay, fair, fair, fair enough. I mean, I guess and it works. I could literally walk out in the middle of the street and shoot somebody, and my dog would still, still like shit at me. You have a valid point there. And anybody who tried to attack you, your dog would see them as the enemy. So, yes, absolutely. So, yeah, 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 I get it. So, yeah, John Wick is everyone living vicariously through, you know, murder yeah through murder because pretty much everybody <laughs> yeah. left the movie felt the same way they were like yo if, if, but but my dog exactly if somebody did that to my dog that's what i'm doing so it was like everybody's secret dark you know if this happened i wish i could and john wick is like i got you covered <laughs> in three parts <laughs> about to be about to be four <laughs> so innocent that's just amazing that like Keanu Reeves is going to make as much money off of John Wick as he did from the Matrix. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Listen, and I love the John Wick movies. Don't get it fucked up. I absolutely love those movies. But if you think really deep down inside, you're like, really? How the fuck did you work? <laughs> well, have you guys actually seen the behind the scenes of Keanu on like you know when he was practicing for john wick oh, i've yeah. seen some of those videos like pop up on my oh, socials here and there the guy like, i know he took the it guns. very serious yeah he the, he did like actual firearms training when you watch the videos his shots they were no joke like i would hate to like yeah. try to sneak up with keanu reeves in an alley in the middle of the night like mm -mm. <laughs> no nope. he's an amazing human being yeah, like, he is. He's a super great like, person. The dude just like takes the subway in New York like it's no big deal. Exactly. I don't know how you like do that, you know, because yeah. like I ride the train every single day. No way. Like, like you can bougie. I stopped doing that a long time ago. Eh, you kind of have to in Chicago. <laughs> I, I, I completely get it. Yeah, like, if I were to try and park, like, near my office, if I were to drive to the office every day and try and park, it would cost me somewhere between 20 and $40 a day. Yeah, and that's fucking ridiculous. So I'm not doing that, no. I don't blame you. Greg, how's that public transit in Philly? Uh, if I'm being realistic, I avoid the bus by any means necessary. I will take Nobody. the subway, but yeah. I won't take the okay. bus. Right. So, right. so you're exactly like me. The bus is a scary fucking place. This bus in is any scary. Major city. <laughs> yeah, it is. Why is I it mean, that it's like, somebody's home? Like, uh, so Philly's got a subway. In Chicago, we have the L. It's an elevated train instead of a subway. Like, why is it that the subway or the L is always full of normal people, and the bus is like full of crackheads or like people who are. Like that I think the last time true. I was on the bus, a guy actually whipped out his dick and started jerking off in the middle of the bus. And I, I mean, was that like, might be true. And I was like, mm, "All right, well, I guess I'm on the bus, so I guess this is what happens." 
Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Ooh, it's, it's a bus. Sidetrack yeah. way too far. I keep sorry. No, 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 it's fine because we all got sidetracked. Like a motherfucker, <laughs> right? We were talking about Netflix earlier. Jesus Christ! And it's King Rufus's fault. And- <laughs> no, it's all good. That's like how I my said, brain works. It's like my brain we just all got sidetracked as fuck though. Like I, I caught it like midway through. I was like, wait. What were we supposed to be talking about? And then I looked down at my phone. I was like, oh, shit, I do have a template. (laughs) The the template was Spider-Man. And we've gotten all the way from Spider-Man to to a whole fucking subway To public transportation. To public transportation, guys. (laughs) That's how our brains work. (laughs) But Uh, going back to Netflix, our local Stranger Things addict isn't here today to talk about it. But... They have announced season four will come out in 2020. When in 2020? We have zero fucking idea. Right? I, I think October. I, like I mean, they did in April, didn't release. they? I, I didn't mind the summer release this time, but I feel like it's you just... It should be October. It should be October. It should be October. Like, that's like mm. how that show feels to me. And I liked, you know, that like the everything dying like and just like that they shot it in the fall mm-hmm. the last or season two they shot in the fall and it was in season one they shot in the fall and it just made more sense like in the summer with everything alive like yeah it was kind of cool but now I think it was intentional that they did that because if you really pay attention to the seasons, both the first and second season came out towards the end of the year. First season came out in October, worked perfectly because it was pretty much scary as shit. Second season still a bit creepy, so it came out towards the end of the year. If you really think about the third season, it didn't focus so much on the scare factor as much as they were trying to, you know, take take on the big bad. It had more. I want to say a little bit more character development and action focus so they probably knew that in october people would be expecting scares but it wasn't really a scary season no they they pretty much have after this past season i and i don't think that you can even go back to like the creepy kind of stuff anymore because now it's more of just like a classic sci-fi ish type show which makes me th- I mean so let me it's, ask you guys it's always many, possible though how many seasons do you think Stranger Things can do five five I five. feel I feel they're gonna do a five spot and then be done with it I feel like I don't a good think number. I think that there's a, a couple things that'll hold them back is one I don't think those kids are gonna want to do it for more than five seasons but uh, I said the same thing about Supernatural and look how that worked out yeah but these guys are a lot younger like right. Millie Bobby Brown is 14, 15 right now. Uh, somewhere around. There. So you yeah. telling me that she's gonna want to do the show in college? I, I don't see it happening. Uh, right. And and it's an expensive show to make, you know, yeah. like to to pay all those kids. I know that they're paying them a lot of money. And I think they're going to want to do other things. And I think that the show will just run its course after five seasons. I mean, if you do anything else, it'll just kind of wear it down. Right. right. Unless they want it because like they teased the spinoff in season two, but they never 
got there with it. It just kind of went away. Like, oh, this never happened. So, I'm glad you brought up spinoffs and not to go on another tangent, right? Tangent. I, even though I brought up, I know. <laughs> even though I brought up Supernatural, that is the show that I use as, as an example for something I love that went too far. Yeah. Right. So with Supernatural, Supernatural had developed two or three different um, b- b- spinoff stories that never came to fruition. Um, the reason behind it, though, it, they've all ranged from different reasons. The first spinoff was supposed to be about, I want to say it was about Bobby. Like, Bobby at his younger age when he first meets their dad. I know the second spinoff, which was called Bloodline, which was actually something I was kind of looking forward to because the concept sounded unique, right? Mm -hmm. It was supposed to be set in Chicago and it was supposed to be a a mob-like story, right? Where Chicago is ran by two criminal organizations, one that was vampiric in nature and other being werewolves and the main character had connections with Sam and Dean because their fathers used to hunt werewolves together at some point in time right mm-hmm. sounded like an amazing concept and then boom never happened it was around season 9 right and then in the last the last one that they had that they were going to do was called Wayward Sisters where it was supposed to be Jody Mills playing like a Bobby like role and the girls that she adopted in Supernatural they were going to start hunting because they each lost their parents due to Supernatural beings one of them being Cassiel's daughter well his human host daughter finally realizing that both her daughters well both her parents are dead um, another chick, she was raised by vampires and her family was killed while she was being raised by vampires. When was and that supposed last... to happen? Because I could probably, that was... if that was an old, if that was back in the early, well, I want to say mid, mid 2000s, I can probably see why that one fell through because no. when that was that was... supposed to be? It was introduced season 12 or 13 and I can't remember the reason why they were like you know what no we're not going to do this anymore so when was season 12 and 13 because of because of the reason i'm still going to say i can this was literally like two three years ago that's still yeah that's still good because only within the last and this could be a whole conversation to itself only within the last two years if you really think about it in movies and now shows what has been happening with a lot of main characters oh yeah no no no. i get that so it's female centric or yeah um sexual orientation yeah so at that time the main focus was pretty much getting you know all couples of any you know any gender any gender type any you know getting all those different sexual orientations into shows and it was just like you know a big push to get them into the into the shows so that's where the focus was now you know they they all the pretty much major shows have done it the next focus has been okay now we're gonna get the the female roles which like don't get me wrong for both i totally get it you know 
do you if it's i just feel if it's relevant to the story and character development by all means go for it for in my personal example like xena warrior princess if they were like hey we're gonna do a xena male version i would be like that's stupid there you, you just can't do that but right when they did iron heart and iron man's successor was an african-american female but when you read the comics you're like okay this works this works yeah miles morales this you know this works or when they're you know thor when you read it i'm like that kind of makes sense i can get behind that but if they're doing it just for the sake of doing it that's when i'm like okay i know you're probably gonna think i'm a misogynist but now it's just kind of trying too hard so at the time that they probably wanted to do it they probably were going to get some some i want to say probably at the time it was probably like two percent of the concern but some pushback to like uh it feels like you're just trying to make sam and dean but the female perspective of it and if they right and i think the other thing that the the networks have to look at or like television shows is that traditionally spinoffs are pretty 50 50 yeah um in general like there's been a lot of really good spinoffs but none in recent history like if you were to like go back through like television history you can think of like successful spinoffs are like um, family matters being one of them yeah family um, matters the jeffersons was a spinoff uh yep. good times was a spinoff from mod like all in the family and then mod was a spinoff of all in the family which is just like ridiculous <laughs> the spinoff from was the mash spin-off? A spinoff i couldn't remember no, mash, mash but mash did, but you know mash is if like probably a top five most successful show of all time i think it still holds the the mash finale still holds the record for the most like single viewed television show of all time yeah uh, oh, I found out what the jet engine was. It was my laptop. But they, they, <laughs> but that was like a spinoff that did terrible. Is they had a show called After Mash, that was a spinoff. That's of what Mash, it was. I couldn't. And remember. it was fucking awful. Um, yeah, it must have and been. I like, never heard of it. it exactly. Yeah. Uh, Friends is another show that was hugely popular in the world, and they had a spinoff. Joey, Joey, Joey. Joey. But then again, and I didn't. It was like just Friends. Joey Tribbiani in Los Angeles, and something that everybody found out was Joey Tribbiani is not funny by himself. No, they all played off of each other. That's what exactly. made the show and that's, good. Right, the show was called <laughs> Friends. So if you take out all of the friends, just yeah. put one person. And the same thing would have happened, like <clears throat> with the equivalent of like Living Single. If you did a spinoff of that one. No, 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 no. So here's my thing with Living Single, right? And I know what you're about to say. You feel like it would have done shitty. Living Single is weird where any of those characters could have probably led the show other than Regine. Other than her. I've never met the Living Single person, so you guys can take this one. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So other than Regine, all of, like, if they would have did a spinoff with Max and Kyle, I would have watched the fuck out of that show. Now, are you, now, if you're saying them together, I mean, there's still some chemistry there. But like with friends, they just focused on Joey. That's what I'm saying. 
Now, if they kept right. some of the pairings together, I think yeah, I they would have been fine. Joey would have did bad if they would have had another character from Friends. Well, yeah, I, if one of the other I, guys. I feel like well, like Friends I think the... that show you needed all six of them to be there. For it right, work. and I know the reason that Matt LeBlanc got the spinoff show is even though he was the biggest goof like on this show, Matt LeBlanc, the person, was the most professional of that entire cast that they were just like, yep. yes, we want to keep working with you. And yep. that's why they ended up giving him a show and they put it right into Friends time slot. It just didn't perform well. Yeah. But then like on the other hand, like Cheers which is a, you know, that show ran 10 or 11 seasons. And then in its place, they put in Frasier, which then ran for another 10 or 11 seasons. So Frasier was a spinoff. I was yeah, trying to remember Frasier that. is a spinoff of Cheers. Yep. Because in the final episodes of Cheers, Frasier Crane moves from Boston to Seattle. And that's where Frasier picks up. It's a, like... This is where everybody starts grammars rolling in goddamn. Mind. Oh yeah, this is where everybody starts <laughs> looking back at their shows now, and they're going, "Wait a minute!" Now that they're talking about spinoffs, hold on, I gotta, I gotta go back right. and check well, all like, these shows. There are certain shows I know for a fact, spinoff wise, they they work and they would work beautifully, right? There's other shows where it's just all right. Cartoon wise, here's an example of that, right? We're all of the age where we watched Rugrats. Mm-hmm. Rugrats all, all grown, grown up. up. I knew yep. it. Yeah, all grown up. I've never really watched that much of All Grown Up, but from what I know about it, it's not that good. At least it's not as good as... So, know. the problem with All Grown Up is that all the things that made Rugrats super whimsical and amazing, All Grown Up kind of ruins it. Because now you don't have a bunch of babies doing things you never expected now you have a bunch of teenagers doing shit that teenagers do it, it went from being cute and adorable because you like you're saying like you got these babies that are they're learning Hyper about intelligent the world. <laughs> yeah they're super intelligent but they're learning about the world around them so their adventures are literally adventures and you're along for the ride but once they are teenagers and as we're getting older it's not endearing now you're just looking at it like oh gosh this is a terrible idea. I did that shit. I did yeah. this. That's don't do that. That's stupid. And then you're looking at it from the consequential standpoint instead of how you know it's entertaining, and it just kind of it just kind of ruins it. But the, in my personal opinion, I think what happens with these uh, these stations, they like the audience. They're afraid to let go. But the reasons are different. We're afraid to let go because we've built a bond. We've come to connect with these characters. They're almost like an extended family to us. Their lives right. are our lives. But for the stations, it's pretty much like we're afraid to let that bankroll go. <laughs> oh, it, that's you, very much what yeah. it is. But that's I think works, like, yeah. so, like with a lot of shows, like sometimes they just need to end. Mm -hmm. uh, like, I think you guys would agree that Dragon Ball Super is like and Dragon Ball GT are far inferior to Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. That's so, just how I feel. Super? My name Super is... What fucked up Super is that the first two seasons 
literally were the first two were the movies. first two movies to come yeah, out. Yeah, they, right? they were the it movies. Was just there wasn't version. anything. And it sucks. They were, they were the movies with a little bit of filler. Yeah, and it <laughs> right. sucks because then it's like, well, why did I you watch know, the movie? Watch the movies. You were going to put yeah, it in the show. <laughs> like uh, when when uh, Battle of the Gods came out in theaters, why did I spend? the $22 on because it was a limited release, right? Like it was only in theaters yeah. like two weeks or something like that. If that. If. Yeah. So like, why did I spend all this money, take time out of my schedule just for it to become part of the series? To become like, two seasons almost. <laughs> right. Of, of filler. And, and it's very misleading because uh, Dragon Ball Super did it. And I don't even watch Boruto uh, because they did well, the Boruto same thing. Did. They, they make do the you, exact same thing. Yeah, and they lead you thinking with the first couple episodes that we're not going to rehash the movie. And you're you're watching, and you get maybe to like episode ten, and then you start noticing like, wait a minute, I thought Larry. Yeah, I was like, I, oh, we already we don't have to watch all this because you know this was already covered in the movie, right? And then all of a sudden you start realizing, wait, we're redoing this. This is the fucking movie. This yeah. is the movie. An extended version of the you so basically you took my money, all my money to make you these episodes. <laughs> That's what it is. They yeah. slept you out. Yeah, and, and pretty much here's what I I feel happens. They already have those episodes written for the show. They already have those episodes written, and every time without fail they release the movies before the episodes. They literally are just taking those episodes, condensing them, make it a movie get all that money so they're getting paid before they even let us see the show so it's kind of like yep. we already got your money we already got your money no take backs yeah right and then they release these episodes like oh but we got plenty of episodes for you and we're like son of a bitch you got me so what so my thing with super right uh the first two arcs yeah i'm good right the universe six versus universe seven arc eh i'm hit or miss right because i love the fact they introduced kaba and i love the fact they introduced hit i love both it was characters. dope i did like it hit was hit was a great character right i prefer hit over jaren that's me personally i just i prefer hit over jaren they I, just same i feel I, jaren was even though yes he's supposed to be a badass i feel what happened was they were trying to look and they're like okay goku's knocked out every pillar has come his way however we don't have time for him to go in this training montage we've already killed him we've already seen him uh nearly shit himself to achieve a new form but we gotta so get let's someone make a character that is on like... par with him exactly from go just just straight yeah. up from go and hence jiren Jim. Yeah. <laughs> So well, like, like I, I felt like that entire like all of Super just in general was just trying to push Goku to push Goku to like heights that he never needed to go to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Um, so my take is like the for black me, art Dragon Ball Z perfect. pretty much ends after Cell. Like nothing. Well, that was the original. Than that. Right, and like and Boo Saga is. It's there, <laughs> you know, but like, yeah. wasn't like, that I, whole saga in a day too? It, it, it What's the Boo days, saga? Like a day or two days. Yeah, it, it's not long. It looks like it's longer than it really is. It takes place in like 
a 24 or 48 hour time frame. Yeah, and it's like 100 episodes. <laughs> you know what makes yep. these episodes so tolerable though when they drag it out is like it was it was like fan theory, but I'm like, you know what? If I think about it this way, I can tolerate the episodes on why they're so doggone long. Because when they get into these fights, I think we brought this up before and they're doing this super high speed fighting. Oh it? yeah. And they we were like, yeah, and they were like, well, you got to think they got to break it down and slow it down so we can keep up. So when we're seeing the scenes where they're moving too fast for us to see, then you got to compute that they're moving so doggone fast that all you're just getting is the wind pressure that yeah. the animation can't even keep up with how fast they're moving. So when we see them right, fighting, they, it's being they slowed down. Explain that in uh, the Saiyan saga, like when I want to say that like G Gohan was talking to Krillin and like everybody was watching it other than like Gohan and Gohan's eyes couldn't keep up with mm -hmm. everybody yeah. else. Is that am I right on that? Was he talking to Krillin? I, I know it was want... Gohan talking to somebody. It was either yeah, Krillin it was or probably Krillin. it was probably Krillin. I think it was Krillin or Yajirobe. I can't remember which one. So, I mean, that makes it really think like, okay, so they've got to slow it down, but I mean, you ain't got to slow it that much where one day takes over you know 60 70 episodes <laughs> right they shot it in real time Yo. yeah so so my whole thing though <laughs> like going back to super i feel the goku black art was genius wasn't you like a little that? cheesy having the main character be well the main villain being literally just someone taking over goku's body yes but the thing with the black art though right think back all the the way back to the beginning of Dragon Ball. How many times has the villain actually won? Never. The black art is the only time the villain won. Yeah. yeah. If you want to be technical. Yeah. <laughs> Goku, Goku couldn't beat him. Vegeta couldn't beat him. Vegito didn't beat him. Right? It literally took an outside force so powerful that they had to destroy a whole universe. Yep. The villain literally won. The villain literally did exactly what they wanted to do. I'm going to destroy the planet. I'm going to kill almost all of humanity. And there's nothing you can fucking do to stop me. And and yeah. that's what Black did. Yeah. It it, didn't they have to go back the in time, time to technically stop him? No. Xena. No. Um, uh, he erased uh, the um, universe, but Beerus erased him before he even implemented the plan. Yes, in their current time frame. Yeah, Beerus had to erase him, so it had to be too funny. There's so much for shit. The villain to <laughs> exactly. Well, like, but it was similar to. All right, let's put it like this: Adult Trunks. If he's involved with it, you know, someone has to die in current time, and someone has to die in the time frame Trunks is in. Right. So think back in Dragon Ball Z in the Cell Saga. They had to kill Cell in the past. And then they had to kill the Cell that came from the future that Trunks came to. Very similar in arcs. The Black arc and the Cell Saga arc. And I think that was the beauty of it and how it worked. Whereas the Cell Saga, it was highlighting Gohan becoming stronger. The Black Saga was highlighting Trunks actually taking the reins from everybody he cared about that died. 
thing it worked in its beautiful twisted fucking way yeah. the only the only thing i hated about the black saga is the cop out of not giving trunks a new form oh and the, the tease to it yeah the tease to the it but nothing but nothing you know concrete but it should. it's super stan rage bitch what no. no 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 give a new form or nothing fuck that <laughs> oh man but that you know what that's something we could be on for forever we could be on that yeah. forever uh well, there's only one person in that show that can like nobody in dragon ball has ever had their like shining moment other than goku and gohan everybody else loses true i mean uh, I, I, no, I mean, Big we Lowe can't. We can't. Big Lowe's damn sure have some shine. Yeah, he's had some shine, but he's never like. And in, in every movie, everybody's a punching yeah. bag, so Goku can you know clear the path. Even yeah. when they gave that, Vegeta his Dragon one Ball moment, is just waiting for Goku's ass to show up. Exactly. Even in in Listen. the movie Re- Resurrection F, when you know Vegeta had the moment and was killing Frieza. They gave Frieza a cop out where he was like, screw it, I'm blowing up the whole planet. So they didn't even let Vegeta have his moment when he was OP enough to kill Frieza. They were like, nope, Goku's got to be here. I'm blowing up the planet. No, he, like, he should, they should have given that moment to Vegeta because it makes more sense for Vegeta Him to, do, the deed. to yeah. do it. Because Goku never spent any time on planet Vegeta. Goku didn't know that his entire family and everybody that he loved like just fucking died and was all murdered by this one dude no he never got that and so vegeta Goku's never got that fulfilling feeling of fucking the blowing the shit out of frieza yeah like they should have given it to him just twice give it to him. mind you yeah, yeah. <sighs> so i yeah i get it but how about this little buddy let's Let's go to TwitchCon. Let's Let, talk about let's, Twitch. Let's have this conversation. Twitch, Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> let's have this conversation. Let's uh Okay. Let's uh let's 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 walk what King Rupus does that. Let's 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 focus on a little this past weekend was TwitchCon. Everybody and their mom was pretty much, you know, at TwitchCon and, and streaming it. Um But my main focus personally, and as a streamer, um the news from their opening ceremony. I sent you the the article. It, it they they, they uh, seems like pot up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Seems like seems like Twitch um is taking some taking some steps here. And all I'm gonna say, all I'm gonna say, I'm just gonna leave with this. I'm gonna go over what some of these changes are. And if you're happen to be a streamer or an affiliate, these are really good things. I mean, and as a partner too. Yeah, there's some good things. All I'm gonna say is I feel Twitch is trying to light one. A fire under and this yes i'm gonna just say it as uh, how i feel i feel like they're lighting a small fire under their quote-unquote privileged partner uh streamers asses yeah by basically because a lot of these changes are pretty much what affiliates would not have seen until they hit partner and in the beginning and this is a little backstory to show that I guess Twitch realized, okay, this is the only way we can fix some of these problems. We've already let the ball drop down the hill too far, but we can at least put up a wall to prevent any more balls from rolling down the hill here. So this is what we're going right. to do. Um, when 
the when Twitch, when the affiliates were becoming affiliates, the problem that they were having was actually getting subscribers. And the big outcry was we have nothing to offer them. Partners had almost infinite uh, email access because they were partners. So they had like all these emails they could put on display. So the chance of someone subscribing to them over an affiliate was almost a no brainer. Where affiliates are like, nobody's going to pay $24.99 just to have three emotes when they can go pay $24.99 to a partner and have 15 plus emotes. We need more to offer. So then, right, and I agree. Yeah, so then Twitch said, okay, well, for every subscriber goal you hit at a certain amount, you'll get an extra emote slot. We were like, okay, right. cool. I mean, it's still a little catch-22 because, once again, we still need subs to get that but whatever we'll make it work and it's been working and then the partners and i'm not saying all but it was a good backlash where the partners were kind of like well we were here from day one and we had to make partner to get this privilege i kind of feel like it's a kick in our pants because now it's just available to everyone and twitch kind of just stopped after that i want to say taking care of affiliates they were like okay you know our partners have spoken we're gonna just chill and then it was just like they just let them run free now this is where i say shit gets interesting um a lot i won't say a lot but i'll say a good portion if you keep up with streaming news there's certain i won't you know name but there's streamers out there that have pretty much been getting themselves banned or in trouble and they just happen to be partnered streamers <laughs> so yeah and I don't think I've had, I've never seen Twitch have to do like apologies so close back to back before, if ever, you know. I mean, people were saying the N word and showing titties, right? Exactly. <laughs> and 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 it's it's so bad because, you know, it's like these are partners. Uh, just streamers. so everybody knows that uh, King Rufus has no problem with showing titties. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> oh, God. But, you know. Just thought everyone should know. Oh my god! But pretty much, when you look at the streamers that are getting in trouble, I mean, these are streamers. These are streamers that are carrying an audience. These are partner streamers with thousands of followers. You're not seeing affiliates up on that list. You're not seeing affiliates getting banned. You're not seeing affiliates, you know, dropping titty. You're not seeing that. It's the partner. It's the been the partner streamers getting in trouble. And I think Twitch was slowly implementing. I want to. I want to give them. I want to cut them bail and say they were slowly implementing a plan uh, quietly because, you know, they drop all this stuff and they're probably like, oh, we didn't want to talk about it. And I'm like, ah, no, I think what happened was you were starting to get sick of the crap and you sped up process and you were like, yo, we got to do something to make to let these partners know, OK, at this point, we got to make you somewhat expendable because yeah. They lost. They lost Ninja. That was a big piggy bank, and I do feel that some of their three, some of the things on this list, were due to that result. Because you got to think, you got Ninja. We'll say fifty thousand. We'll say fifty thousand affiliated streamers with probably over a thousand followers to themselves would maybe equate. And I mean, these are just random numbers. I'm just guesstimating. Could equate to what Ninja brought it. So, you know, Ninja leaves, they need to fill in that gap. Well, if the people you're looking to to fill in that gap are getting themselves in trouble, now not only did you lose Ninja, you got to ban this person. So now you lost that revenue. So now you got to have like, um, what? Almost. And then you 
deal with all the reputational risk to exactly. your company. Now you're dealing like, with the reputational risk. Now you need the rest of your Twitch community, all non-partners, to pick up the slack of that money you're missing out on because you had to ban this guy because there was an outcry. You lost the other guy to the competition and you don't want to promote, you know, this other partner streamer because this partner streamer might be, you know, their channel might be over sexual or, you know, whatever. So you're like, you're trying to find, okay, well, who can we highlight? <laughs> Where do we go? So I think what they said is, okay, instead of having all of our focus on one ninja or one T-Few, we need to make all of these 500,000 people. Let's uh, just all get everybody highlighted. Exactly. So we can make uh, all of them the same value as this one person. So if we lose this one person, it won't hurt. And I think, um, so I'm actually going to go down some of the list of some of the things here. Uh, so one of their things is growth. Um, and right here, I'm reading it directly from their, their blog. We want every part of Twitch to be talented creators to get discovered by new viewers who we know will love their content. And they're bringing in something called Twitch Studio. It kind of looks like another broadcasting software. I really hope it isn't. I hope it's just something to help network um, because there's already too many broadcasting softwares. But I guess if you use it, Twitch will be able to put you in an algorithm to highlight you because you'll be running their software so it would be easier for them to find you but pretty much uh twitch Studio, so here's the question how long until they make that a premium and then content creators are going to have to pay to use their video content so that way they can get into the algorithm and have it more likely that their stream ends up in the you know top five or top ten so i so here's I what i think because that's dangerous yeah um because Streamlabs was already ticking people off because they kind of started doing something like that with their prime service what i think twitch is going to do is they're going to base it off of your stream i want to say your active streaming and uh pretty pretty much i think the more active you are they won't implement a pay feature because right now, if you're an affiliate, you're pretty much in a contract, but your contract isn't on the level of like, obviously a partner. You pretty much have to stream like two, three times a month and you fulfill your contra contractual obligation to them. Cool, got it. What this studio is probably gonna do is it's gonna find those people that are consistently streaming. And then those people that are always on, they have like a set schedule. They're the people that are gonna climb the list. So what they're gonna do is they're gonna weed out the people that that it sucks but the people that probably haven't made affiliate they're not going to be noticed by the algorithm and what is also going to happen is they're probably going to get rid of those partners that are getting money and sucking up audiences but maybe stream like once or twice a week because think about it you got a lot of people they consistently stream they play a certain game and then a good example i always go back to a no man's sky nobody was really paying attention to the no man's sky except for the loyal no man's sky community that was there before the update during and after and yeah, when that yeah. new update came all the partners went into no man's sky first time playing never played before first time and they sucked up the viewers from the normal consistent streamers in that community they sucked them up and it really sucked because then those guys got dropped to the bottom of the list and 
that com that that whole No Man's Sky, you know, it was great for No Man's Sky. Yeah, it shot up the list. It was like on the top 10 for about a good week, but it really sucked because those streamers, they're not there now. They've gone and dispersed to whatever other game they can suck up audiences from. And I know a lot of people are going to go, well, though, that's not what happens. These people, I'm like, okay, if you like, if you play a certain game, one, when a game, like for me, I played No Man's Sky. I play all, you know, these certain games. Uh, and I was playing it before the update drop. I got back into it before the update drop. And it was like a max of like 500 viewers. Right now, it's back down to that. So I'm like, where did all these partnered streamers go? Where, well, they're where, gonna, where did they they're go? They're going to move on because, they, you know, either either somebody's paying them to play the game, which we all know happens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You know, they get early access uh, to everything. Um, but they're going to move on as soon as they see that their audiences are going to move on. And I think that goes back to what we were talking about earlier, where people's attention spans are really, really short. Yep. Um, Everybody is a fucking squirrel. Yep. Right. Everybody is a squirrel. I mean, I don't think that I've ever seen a game in like consistently stay at number one, two or three in Twitch. That isn't like Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. Or League of Legends. Right. And, but I think those, like, those types of battle royale or m MOBAs or those types of games, like, the, the, the games that are really, really esports heavy, those guys have a, a really big community. Mm -hmm. So they're always going to be in the top until the next big esports game comes along and that's what really bugs me because when you look at some of the streamer names and i'll tail some of them because i'm like i've not seen this person i've not seen this person i've not seen this person i was like where was all these partner streamers before this update dropped and then you know they go and they buy the game and they're usually you know like moba or you know they're fortnite players and i'm like well why the heck did you come all the way over here because you know then you know I feel it's unfair because then you're, because there was a lot of hype behind it. Exactly. Right. And yeah. then you're taking, but now they're taking from that community that was already small, that community that those streamers could count on because it was their niche. But now those other streamers just came charging in. It's like, I mean, it's kind of like, imagine you're given a presentation. Everyone, you, you got your regulars, you give a presentation. And then the entire football team just runs in, truck sticks you out the way you know does ho, 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 and then everyone's like gets hyped up and then they're like all right we're out and then your entire group goes with them and then you're like okay shit what the hell just happened that's pretty much what i think was happening and i think that's what twitch is trying to fix with that new with their new system um but even if that's not a thing now and this is for affiliates across the board i know i'm personally happy about it Twitch was going ad crazy. So no matter yeah. what channel you went to, there was always an ad. And if you were an affiliate or even not affiliated, it always said the ad supported Twitch. I'm like, well, Twitch is going to get their money anyway. But if you went to a partner streamer, the ad supported them. So like I said, people that would play reruns or people that, you know, anybody just watch something on their channel. Even if that person wasn't live, they were making money. They were getting paid by Twitch. They were getting paid the ad revenue. They were still getting money somehow. Whereas the affiliate, if you're not on there making the grind, you ain't getting squat. 
<laughs> you're not right. making anything so what twitch is doing now is affiliates get a portion of that ad revenue now that's awesome that's yes. really good yes so now that also in my opinion i feel is lighting gonna light fire under the partners asses because now they're seeing the affiliates are getting the same perks as them we are becoming more of a threat so what what is your specific number that you have to hit to become an affiliate on twitch um so you have to get at least i believe if i remember correctly 50 followers with i believe uh, an average of three or five concurrent viewership uh and stream i think like three different days or or four different days in the week so 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 the first two technically you will probably hit the followers and the days of streaming before you would hit the concurrent viewership the concurrent viewership is always what kills people it slows people down because to hit partner it needs to be 75. yeah so that means like for a week worth of streams, you need to at least have like a hundred and hold a hundred for the majority of your stream for however long you stream, just so you can equate to that 75. So this gives, you know, affiliates like that are on the struggle bus that are trying, uh, you know, they're still making a little, they're still getting a chance. They, they, they're, they're getting income now. And they have, and this is pretty much where they're copying from Mixer. I mean, if you look at it, they're literally copying from Mixer. That whole point system. Yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. So, so pretty much now, if you're like like me, I have uh, almost like four tier one emotes, which is really amazing for in a community as small as mine as a streamer. It's really good because that means I get subscribers. Um, the point system is going to allow people that might not want to subscribe, but they want to have access to the emotes as long as they watch you they can earn points. So if you've ever watched a Mixer stream, you know how it works. You watch the person, you interact with the chat, you level up, you earn points, and you can use Sparks to cheer them on. And Sparks is money for that streamer. Microsoft will pay them in that, I believe in that equivalent of Sparks. Twitch is kind of doing the same thing. The points earned will let you unlock an email for 24 hours. It's still in an experimental phase. I don't think the point system goes full blown until I want to say spring of next year. Um, Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah, there's a few streamers out there, most of them on the West Coast, because that's obviously where Twitch is headquartered, that have access to it. They already have the point system running. Um, And it's pretty much like the Mixer thing. You unlock an emo. And I think that's pretty cool because then that might entice people to subscribe because then they're like, oh, crap, I really like having access to this emo. Uh, 24 hours is too long screw it i might just subscribe it's it's smart at first i didn't like it but then i thought about it i said you know from a streamer perspective it's actually a really good move it could be beneficial gets people more interactive in the chat to use stuff and to stay and watch you so yeah but i'm really hyped up about the uh the ad revenue that is going to be good because especially for people that stream consistently whether that person comes in and they are like, oh, crap, an ad, I'm leaving. That's still money. <laughs> that yeah, ad still played, put something in your pocket. Yeah, that's still money in your pocket. So if you see some, if you, so guys, if you're a streamer and you see your number go up and then disappear or go down, don't get discouraged because that ad played, you're making money. You're going to be making money. And all that stuff, with the exception of the point system, 
uh, I believe goes into effect uh, November. This month to November, a lot of this stuff is going to start going into effect. Um, right. So this is going to be super good. Oh, also affiliates and partners can we can have control over the pre-roll ads. So that's a good one. So it's like you know when you're taking a break, you can run an ad. That's money. Mm. You have control over that. That was something that was exclusive to the partners. They could run an ad whenever they wanted. Like, oh, you know what? I'm feeling like I'm not getting enough donations. Ad. <laughs> Which also... <laughs> yeah, because the only people immune to it were their subscribers, I think. So it's like, hey, if you don't want to see this ad, subscribe to me. Otherwise, you know, for the partners, they were they knew. They were like, I'm still making money. Where everybody else wasn't. So if you guys weren't trying to make the hustle for affiliate... Uh, make that hustle because also if you're not an affiliate or partner, you will have no ads on your channel, which means no money whatsoever. So this is the chance to uh, to make that hustle. But I personally think this is Twitch giving that subtle kick in the rear to their to their partners. Like, okay, you guys have been sitting on your high horses, and you got too comfortable. You got carried away. There's a lot of affiliates out here who are ready to take that thunder from you and i think this is also their way to scout their new ninjas not just have yeah, one but have I, I mean multiple with, with ninjas. any business especially any form of entertainment you have to be able to make new stars yeah you know like if the wwe were still relying on hulk hogan's old ass oh, uh, to like go out there every night the motherfucker can barely fucking move yeah like, sure. you know, and it's just like when The Rock went off to go be the biggest movie star in the world. Guess what? There's got to be somebody else. There's got to be somebody fell in the shoes. Exactly. And like, so like if sure Ninja leaving was a blow, but you got to be able to move on and you got to be able to create two new ninjas right away or exactly. have two guys right in his spot that you can put up on a billboard tomorrow Mm-hmm. And that's what that, they're doing right now. That's exactly you know, what they're doing. It's just like, um, like anytime LeBron gets traded to a new team, that billboard outside the arena comes right down, right down. and mm-hmm. somebody else's face is on it. Yep. There, you, you always have to Almost be ready. Instantly. You always have to be ready because when you go on Mixer, if you actually explore Mixer, they do highlight like some streamers that you look at the viewership and it's got a low viewer count. But as soon as you go on the page, they're right there so they have something that cycles through and these people are growing and the mixer community is i wanted i don't want to say they're super tight-knit but they are very helpful to each other like if you get in and you you actually mingle with these the streamers in that community you can see growth you can see growth because between you doing your normal networking and the mixer algorithm bringing streamers from the bottom to the top and kind of going through a cycle you can see changes you can see growth where twitch it was like you were at the bottom you just kind of sat there you were just kind of there and a lot of and it was something i was talking to uh nikia nightshade a, a while back about like you know you be not only just for like with the whole racial stuff of getting partners involved but just getting partners involved to help <laughs> other streamers except outside of their comfort circle you know what i mean yeah 
Because it was just like the partners. Like outside of their like community of yeah. five or six other partner partners. streamers. Yeah, because all the partners were doing was just keep passing it to the partners. They kept passing it to the partners and they just kept it like, you know, find someone that's playing the same game that might have two viewers and make their day and give them your 13,000 viewers. Like passing it to your partner, what is that doing for them? nothing they're used to that they're not going to be as grateful for it and i've watched it they'll pass it and they'll be like oh you know so and so thanks for that appreciate it uh anyway back to what i was doing and they just go back to what they're doing they don't have that that reaction i'm, I'm but if you take those thirteen thousand viewers and you go to someone who has two and you drop your thirteen thousand in there you best believe that streamer is going to probably go out of their way to try to learn every single name of the person in that chat yeah and oh, of course. Because I know personally when when uh, TKO also gonna plug her in here, guys, go check out TKO, the one of the Swedish streamers I bumped into. And you want to talk about a community that we talk anime, movies, games. King Rufus, I think you would love her channel. Like, I'll have to check her out, man. Yeah. So it's just TKO, like TK knockout. T K A Y underscore. Oh, on twitch.tv she streams i believe every day at 10 a.m uh eastern standard time i love her chat That's on my lunch break it's perfect it's perfect i i, I love <laughs> i love her streams because i came in there i was talking about like tenchi muyo we were talking like some old school stuff and like there's always somebody in there that knew what i was talking about i was like oh my gosh this is heaven and it's super That's relaxed cool. it's like super relaxed super relaxed stream i love her streams but when she came and she dropped a raid of seven people to me that's like dropping a hundred people i was like i want to know everybody's name and i talked to i talked to them i'm like i'm greeting them they are my focus the game to me is secondary because i can play the game that's easy yeah my whole purpose is to entertain my viewers that is my niche like i say with like ninja or Tfue or any of those other big streamers, their focus is the game. And everyone is watching them as if they're watching a football game. They're just spectating. Yeah, the chat is going crazy, but they're pretty much talking to themselves. They're talking to each other. So I'm like, you know, passing, take those thousands of viewers, go make a smaller streamer's day, plop them in that stream. And I guarantee you, yeah, people are gonna leave, but one, by the time, if you drop 13,000 streamers in a smaller streamer's stream, it's a lot of streams in that sentence. <laughs> uh, you drop those viewers. Stream. In, <laughs> you drop those viewers in that stream. By the time all those people leave, their numbers are still going to be high. If they were trying to make affiliate, the first 30 minutes, they can make affiliate. If they were trying to make affiliate. So even if all those people leave, unless they all left instantaneously, which probably isn't going to happen, because I would say you take even a thousand people, at least half are going to go with the raid because their favorite streamer said, hey, show this guy some love. And people are going to go, well, if he likes them, I might like them. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah, like I said, like half are going to be like, well, I'm only here for you, so I'm out. Fine. Those aren't the people you want in your community. You're better off without them. But those people that stay, you're going to get followers. You are going to get followers. You're going to get people that come back to check you out. And that's all you need. Sometimes that extra push is all you need. And then Twitch goes, hey, 
this guy did good. Next thing you know, you're higher on the list just from that one thing. That's why I'm saying this is kind of good that if it works, uh, hypothetically, Twitch implementing this new system, these new systems is beneficial because like I say, partners passing audiences to partners does nobody else good. And I get it. They're trying to keep their exclusive club. They're all sponsored. They're, they're whatever. Cool. But they, they obviously forgot where they started. They got to the top and they forgot where where the, they, they started from. So I like Twitch's new plan. Is it going to get me all on board with them? Am I going to be riding the hype Twitch train? No, absolutely not. I have to see this proven to work. <laughs> I got to see it yeah. in effect. When I see it actually working, then I'll be on the hype train. But yeah, that's my spiel on that one. <laughs> Everybody already knows how I feel, how I how I feel about it. But um, yeah. But on a on a completely different note, um, Red Dead Online, their new legendary bounty dropped out the, today. I, yeah, I haven't seen well, it yet. Tuesday, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, October first, it, it dropped, dropped today. Yeah, it dropped. It dropped. And while it's we dope were doing as fuck. This. Again. So I'm going like, to try it after the podcast. I'm going to give it a try so after the podcast. I had the day off today. Oh God, that means I have to get on. Yes. <laughs> so I had the day off today and I ran it uh, just one time, only once. But uh, it's the Alhoof family bounty. A uh, lot of fun. You have to capture multiple people uh, in this bounty. I don't want to give away too much because you guys uh, are going to go play it probably in you know, the next hour or so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I'll just say this, watch out for the motherfuckers with machetes because I tried soloing it, um, at first and I eventually did it, but I was not prepared the first time at all. Somebody got uh, cleaved multiple times. I just, <laughs> my head just kept on getting fucking chopped off. It sucked. <laughs> okay, I grow that motherfucker back. <laughs> but, Here we uh, go again. <laughs> A lot of fun. Uh, there's some good tie-ins in there uh, to the Skinner Brothers uh, and some other good stuff. So the Alha Family Bounty out today. Uh, I know last week I said that was the best one that they ever did. The first week of the Bounty Hunter, I was... You said that you know, was the best one ever. No, I thought that was the best one. <laughs> this week, they've definitely outdone themselves again. Uh, also, if you're paying attention to the rumor mill... Uh, and have been looking at your kills very closely. I think we're going to get a Halloween event. Mm. Yeah, they. There's been yeah. A so rumors about a Halloween the, event. The corpses in uh, Red Dead Online, their eyes have been turning green. Mm. If you haven't noticed that, go into first person tonight. Oh crap! And check that out. Oh crap! They're gonna. You know what? <clears throat> You know it would be amazing at an undisclosed date because now everybody would be paranoid. Everybody's going to be looking at oh, the corpses. I, I firmly believe that they're not going to tell anybody about this. And then if one and, day, if and when it does happen, they're just gonna. It's just going to be, you know, wake up on a on a random Thursday. You know, do it not on your regular Tuesday drop, but just have it be on a Thursday or a Friday, and just all of a sudden. It's out, and uh, but there was a Halloween mask that accidentally got released early. Uh, <laughs> oh boy! 
that some people had unlocked, they realized that because you know how people are when patches come out, they they're analyzing every little last detail uh, of yeah, that. They are. So that actually came out last week. They realized that oh, what what the fuck is this Halloween mask doing here? And uh, you know, a, a very select group of extremely hardcore players learned how to unlock it. <laughs> oh man, always, always. I mean, where there's a will, there's a way to do anything, you know? Yeah. It's just <sighs> like, as soon as they found out about the people in uh, the story mode of Red Dead who were glitching into Mexico and glitching further north uh, than what the map would allow, and people realizing that Mexico is like 75% done as far as like a city goes, or as like an area goes, and they're like, why the mm -hmm. fuck did this happen? Yeah, people you are going to find, they're going to find a way. They're going to, they're going to find a way. They're going like, to dedicate there's still the ways to do time. it now. It just takes a while. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to play the game the way it's meant to be played. <laughs> oh, me too. I, I, I like, I've never enjoyed exploiting glitches, uh, especially in games like that, where like, there's plenty of really good ways to like make money. I know that was a big one at the beginning of Red Dead Redemption was there was a gold glitch. Uh, that was oh, yeah. very easy to do where yeah. you could get unlimited amounts of gold bars. Yeah. I saw it, but I never did it because what's the yeah. fun in that? Now there is a glitch and the guys and I have been doing it because we don't know what triggers it and it just happens is pelt duplication. <laughs> we I have no yeah. idea. That, that could it's just a poor pelt, pelt getting duplicated to a, a perfect, perfect to a perfect pelt. Well, that's kind of convenient. It's very um, convenient. Yeah. It's very convenient. <laughs> the thing is, the person who causes the dupe won't see the dupe. Only the other people in their posse can see the dupe. So we don't know if it's a posse related, if it's a proximity related thing. But the game registers the person picking up the pelt and has the them just literally drop another pelt. Hmm. And then you walk over to it and it's a perfect pelt. So, you know, it's like... Okay. Uh, well, that would have been nice for the story mode for me trying to 100% that fucking game. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, trying to get some of the, like, uh, all the camp upgrades. Jesus Christ. That shit took forever to do. To get every single camp upgrade. And then to get three perfect pelts of every single animal in the game. Yeah. So this glitch, literally, you just... You could down whatever animal, one person picks it up. Next thing you know, it's a perfect pelt laying right there. It's ready to go. It is just yep. weird. We don't know what triggers it. It just happens. And it's happened pretty much every time we've played. So I'm like, I would say try it today and see if they patched it this week. That's yeah, that's probably a yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they they did because I haven't seen that one on Xbox. So. Yeah, I, we've been doing it all week. And it's like I said, it's not something we've been trying to do. We haven't been doing it on purpose. It just happens. It's just like you'll, I'll be looking at one of my one of the guys and then they'll just I'm like, hey, you didn't see this other pelt. And they'll walk over to like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you dropped the perfect pelt. And they're like, I don't see anything. I'm like, oh, this is a duplicated pelt. Oh, OK. But I know the game will switch servers on you so smoothly you won't notice. So I wonder if that has something to do with it. Because I, I will tell you the most annoying fucking thing to me 
on that game. I love the game otherwise. I love online otherwise, with the exception of random griefers. Uh, Crips is the most annoying son of a bitch when you're trying to do trade. He truly is. <laughs> that mofo moves camp more than necessary. And I think what makes it a struggle for him to set camp up sometimes is like if there's a full server and people have camps everywhere in the spots that are designated to be camp spots, he doesn't know what to do with himself. <laughs> so he just doesn't set up a camp at all and yet still charges you stable fee <laughs> when you don't yep. even have a camp. This guy took $2 for me to set up a camp, sets the camp up and immediately packs up the camp. And I'm like, no, he didn't. And then doesn't set a camp for like another 10, 15 minutes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy. So if they can figure some way to fix that, great. The game would be perfect. But Crips is the most annoying SOB ever. Like, I feel like... Build a bigger world. Exactly. The scale of the United States. Yeah, build... Oh, don't do that. Or, would, you know what would be kind of cool if they did in the game? Like, and I'm just total like this would be take years to do is if they were to build out uh, a new Los Santos like Los Santos in its early in the 1800s yeah like and like build into it and then just like put like a little subtle Grove Street Easter egg in there it just warmed yeah. my heart <laughs> You gotta love Easter eggs. Dude, they're, they're some of my favorites, and Rockstar, I think, is the king of the Easter egg. I don't know anybody who does Easter eggs better than Rockstar. They pay homage to a, a lot of stuff with their... their I mean, Easter almost eggs. every single title is referenced in every other Rockstar game in some way or another. You know, in GTA V, there's, like, a little subtle Bullworth... Uh, part in there and then there's the red dead redemption book written by jay marston uh <laughs> you know i will say 2k is pretty good with in borderlands wise with their easter eggs as well yeah you like theirs yeah theirs are pretty pretty good if you know if you know what they're referencing and how to catch it they're pretty good because burn reminded me because for the longest time the nuclear jericho i was like i know this line that they're referencing and i couldn't remember i was like this is it's bugging a me. gun that you only want to fire need to fire once yeah i prefer if the i gun. said that to you what would you think of the bfg from doom uh-uh. <laughs> see he's thinking literal gun simpler than that simpler than that the noisy cricket from men in black nope tony stark tony stark iron the first, man yep. one the very first iron man. jericho missile I prefer oh. a weapon I only have to fire once. That's how dad did it. That's how I do it. And I was like, that's right. And literally the gun is called the nuclear Jericho. Because the missile he and launched it, was the Jericho. And the weapon, when it fires out, how it fires out, it fires one mi- it fires out one rocket and then it splits like the Jericho. Yeah. And it causes a mushroom cloud. Just like the Jericho. Yes, he knows this because I've I've accidentally downed him many times <laughs> with that thing because <laughs> he was trying to shoot other people yes and then uh I, it would just be bad timing he would take like two steps forward too much 
And the thing is, I would be standing back, and if I if it was doing damage to me, and I was like on the other side of the room, I knew he wasn't gonna survive because <laughs> he was in the fray, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> that's gonna suck." But yeah, I, but that's that's pretty good. 2K and, and Borderlands does really good in paying homage to movies, shows, because uh, they got a Stranger Things gun in there. I can't remember the name of it right now, but I do have it. And it's the wording in red because the the gun's name has Hawkins in it. Yeah. It, it, and the red text is Stranger Things. So I was like, oh, there's a Stranger Things gun. But yeah, uh, those two, I would say, are juggernauts when it comes to the Easter eggs. So yeah, definitely, for sure. But alas, we have reached the end of our show, guys. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I, it's so sad. It's always so sad. You know, I always feel like when we wrap it up, I'm like, all right, you know, there's time for it. But the next week rolls around really quick. It does. It, the it next just week keeps rolls coming back really quick. It's like a, it's like a good case of herpes. Oh wait, what? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Hold on now. Oh no! I can't no, co-sign no, 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 no. on that one. It's the gift that keeps on giving, my friend. No. Seven-year itch. Oh yeah, I get it. It's, oh, it's a Nestle Crunch bar. See, everyone's been like, <laughs> like, is he comparing? Is he comparing the show to herpes? Should I be listening to this? <laughs> you you missed what I said, and I'm glad oh, you missed what I said. Gosh. When you hear the replay, you're probably gonna edit it out. Oh, but bro. it's okay. I okay. heard it. King Rufus like got it. a laugh out of it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. These guys make me work when it comes to the edits. They really, really do. What are you talking about? They make me they clean as a whistle. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. I let that one out, too. Yeah. I'm yeah. so sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, guys, if you like the podcast, think about supporting us on Patreon. Patreon. Don't think about it. Do it, motherfucker. But he said patreon.com forward slash itachi266 or you can support us directly on anchor or like whatever month i mean if you want to give 99 cents or you want to give ninety nine thousand dollars, i ain't going to turn it down you know the, the hey, and drop us a voicemail on anchor you can do that shit i want to yeah. hear something yeah leave leave us messages hit me up on twitter join the discord community check out the webpage. if you're trying to figure out everything i do you can find that on atachi266.live the links to everything i do are right there twitch uh all my social medias i think i have to add the mixer link on there since i've recently started uh picking up streaming on mixer but yes i am also on mixer mixer.com forward slash atachi266 and twitch.tv forward slash atachi266 so there's always ways to check us out guys love y'all stay safe out there thanks for tuning into this episode and we will see you guys on the next podcast remember don't do drugs don't do cocaine what you You know what you say say what he did it on purpose he's doing it on purpose (laughs) (laughs) do you want something do you want it do you want it do you want it don't go around sucking dick for money okay Exactly. I don't do it. Don't I, don't do that. I can't ever have Suck this a beautiful outro. My balls. Good night, everybody.
Slow and gentle like. Peace. What's up, everyone? Itachi266 here. Did you enjoy that podcast? If so, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Itachi2661 and Instagram at Itachi266TTV. Also, think about becoming a patron and help support the channel at patreon.com slash Itachi266. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everyone? Project Itachi here. Did you enjoy the show? If so, think about supporting us on Patreon or ACAST for exclusive perks, content, and more. Also, visit our store, thegzshop.com. You can find all of our links on our website, osn-media.com. Until next time.